folks, it's just that easy. Hey folks, it's just that easy. You mix it up, you fix it up, you do it yourself. He can turn your little shack into a first class castle. Save you time and money and a great big hassle. Hey folks, it's just that easy. You mix it up, you fix it up, you sand it down, you paint it brown, you measure twice, you cut it once. It's just that easy. Well, a very good morning to you all, folks, and welcome to the AskShell.com show. That's me. I'm here taking care of you, your home, or whatever your shelter may be. It may be a condominium. It may be an apartment. It may be a townhouse. It may be hey, a cottage at the lake or maybe uh, an RV up in a uh, a lot uh, at the lake or wherever. But if you got a problem on the how to, the what to, the where to, the why to, the when to, the who to, folks, you've got the right dial setting right now 107.7 the pulse and uh, we're here to talk to you every saturday morning actually from eight o'clock until nine a.m right after you've uh, had the uh, the brekkie hopefully got a coffee in your hand like we have and uh, morgan's with me here and uh, we've got a whole lot of emails again and that's where we really want to uh, uh, maintain our uh, uh, exposure of information education here on the AskShell.com show. Uh, the reason for that, because uh, we're finding that uh, you're not necessarily uh, inclined to phone. You'd much rather send us a, a text or, uh, or or an email or, my gosh, uh, Morgan, good morning, first of all. And, uh, hey, fill them in on how they can get in touch with us. Absolutely, Shell. Good morning to you as well. Uh, they can give us a call on the phone at 778-574-1077. That's 778-574-1077. And don't forget that number because that is the way you can also send us a text message through the WhatsApp app on your smartphone. Uh-huh. It is very simple to do. You can even send us in pictures or short little videos of the issues that you are having. Uh, the emails that we're going to get to today, all of them came through AskShell.com. You can go to AskShell.com to ask you a question via email. If you're not a member, do it. It is simple and free. We do not share your email addresses with anyone. You can then uh, you will get a confirmation email sent to you. You just have to confirm that you are a person, and then we will. You're easy. You just have to log in and ask a question. You can also. Find a certified home service provider on AskShell.com. Contractors that have passed Shell's comprehensive criteria for anything that you need done around your house that you don't want to do yourself, we've got somebody that you can trust that can do it for you. You can also read a bunch of articles on home improvement topics, watch videos, from most of them from your home check TV show, Shell. We've actually got a YouTube channel that's over 3 million views at well. the moment. Uh, just search for Shell Buzzy, follow, subscribe to that, and you'll get all the videos sent to you. Uh, you can look for us on Facebook as well, like Shell Buzzy's Housemart Referral Network, and you're also on Twitter, at Shell Buzzy. But uh, we've also got a new feature on AskShell.com. We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. It's Shell Buzzy's tip of the day, uh-huh. and we're going to get to a few more of those tips today as well, Shell. That's great, because I'll tell you, the tips are really uh, useful. Uh, the tips. You will get the job done 
properly in and around your home. Incidentally, one of the things I just wanted to uh, say as well, as you were routinely going through all those uh, ways of uh, communicating with us, and that is don't forget those pictures. Those pictures are worth a thousand words. And uh, if you've got a problem, we've had a tremendous uh, results uh, coming from people sending in a picture with water drainage and uh, uh, it looks as though we're coming into some good weather and uh, a lot of the water leaking may stop but on the other hand now's the time to do the repairs not when it's running water so uh, folks uh, uh, make sure that if you've got a concern send pictures on your uh, uh, telephone this email and you can email to uh, askshell.com. Let's go to our website and all the information is there. And please become a member because it's free. We don't share emails at all. You're not going to get any junk from us. And uh, we're not looking forward to doing uh, anything but the best for you. So, uh, Morgan, where are we going to start with emails today? Our first email today, show comes from John in Langley. Ah. I read your articles on cedar roof restoration. Is there anything I can do to extend the life of my cedar roof other than just cleaning it? Anything I can apply to the shingles? Well, John, it's a very good question, and it's a question that uh, I have answered, I say, thousands of times over the 30 years of being on radio. And one of the most important items that you must understand, and that is, first of all, a cedar roof is a wood roof. And it's very susceptible to uh, uh, algae, for an example. It has uh, uh, a particular uh, absorption quality, meaning that if it rains, it's going to uh, uh, accept water to an extent uh, until such time it runs water to your gutters or to your uh, uh, outlets and your uh, enclosed gutter system to the ground. But when you get moisture on a roof, that moisture will tend to expand your roof, which gives you, again, the seal, that they will seal the roof up. Now, some people have uh, got a lot of moss, but you have to have a lot of moss, folks. Algae, that's that green, uh, uh, slippery, slimy stuff that... Uh, will form on concrete, asphalt, wood decks, uh, uh, composite decks, you name it, it'll form itself. And it normally on the east or the north side. Very seldom you'll get it on the south or the west side of your home unless it's uh, sheltered in underneath a, a hedge or a large tree. But the removal of that can be very simple. Uh, and you did indicate just cleaning. Well, cedar roofs... To power wash them, first of all, is not the best thing to do. And the reason for that, because you're blowing off a lot of the goodness of the roof itself, the wood fiber. And that wood fiber is really your protection. And it's also the protection for the cedar, because if it doesn't have its protection, out comes the sun in the summer weather when it's really hot, and then you'll get curling you'll get some uh, cracking taking place. And then you're into uh, uh, having a roof uh, either patched or shimmed, it's called. They'll take and uh, uh, have shims put up between and underneath the shingle, uh, giving you that uh, uh, water uh, transfer to the ongoing uh, roof line down to the gutter system. But really extending a life on a cedar roof, there are pressure-treated treated roofs available today. Anybody putting on a new roof, 
please consider that because it's very important that you have or use the treated cedar. A cedar roof is one of the best vented roofs in the industry because the cedar, not only does it vent where you have roof vents, soffit venting on the roof venting and also up at the point of the ridge, but the shingles, tarp paper on the older roofs will be perforated, allowing air to pass up through the tarp paper. And incidentally, it's perforated in such a way that it's dimpled on the inside underneath the cedar. That way it can breathe right up through every shingle, giving your roof a very uh, good uh, venting uh, natural system. So keep that in mind. And I'm going to make comment on that just uh, in a few moments here. But venting is so important. A lot of people are uh, uh, changing their roofs to asphalt, uh, reinforced fiberglass. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you uh, turn around and do the proper things before that. And that is uh, adding a a roof sheeting on top of the one before strapping uh, underneath uh, the shingles. Then you'll very likely use an enclosure, weather seal, uh, um, peel and stick material. And in the event, if it rains and the roof is off, you're going to get protection. But most important is where you change from cedar, and I'm coming back to to your question as far as on the uh, cleaning of the roof. But I just want to get through this. The enclosure, paper, the, the plywood, or the OSB material, and then with the fiberglass reinforced shingle on top of that, you have got to increase your venting. If you don't increase your venting, you're going to end up with a lot of moisture problems on the inside. A lot of people phone and say the inside of the roof is wet. The underside of the roof sheeting is wet. That's venting. So you've got to be very, very careful. Now, with the uh, cleaning of the roof, a lot of people clean roofs because they think the roof looks nice and new looking. The treatment that you must use, if you're using any at all, is a penetrating moisture seal material that is going to breathe. And if it doesn't breathe, then there can't be uh, um, information given to you brochure-wise identifying its, uh, uh, its breathability, then I would not use it because you cannot use a treatment on a roof that has got solvent-based sealers in it or penetrating wood preservatives because it will burn. So it's, and I say burn in the event if you ever did uh, get capsulated into a, a wildfire. And thank goodness uh, uh, we've uh, been uh, uh, the best ever uh, this year so far. But the warm weather's coming, they tell us. So be careful of uh, fire protection around your home having uh, foliage over top of your roof. So I guess what I'm saying is if you uh, have no problem uh, cleaning your roof, continue doing what you're doing. Don't use power. Use broom and uh, be careful when you're on the roof. Rent yourself the uh, the harness and uh, you can rent those at your rental outlets. That way you're going to be safe because keep in mind, if you fall off a roof, it's not the fall that hurts. It's that sudden stop at the bottom that really damages the human body. So uh, I'm not trying to work around and make it sound simple. I'm just saying make sure your roof requires it before such time as you consider doing it. And if you want information on it, just call our office at 604-542-2236. Talk to myself or Morgan, and we'll have someone pop out, take a look at your roof, and advise you 
that uh, it could be something that you're worried about. You shouldn't be worried about it at all. Right. Should you be worried about walking on a cedar roof compared to an asphalt shingle? If you've never walked on a uh, cedar roof uh, shingle, shake, or uh, hand splits, stay away from them. Right, because especially you if damaged. it's a little wet out there. They you get bet. a little slick. And we've got uh, Tony that will go out and uh, he right. does in charge uh, for that sort of thing. From and, serpentine uh, cedar roofing. Exactly, and uh, Tony is a, a wonderful uh, uh, qualified individual. And if you want to uh, have a roof inspected, give us a call. And we'll if someone it. was to apply that breathable uh, sealant, would you suggest a garden sprayer? A garden sprayer, but uh, again, it depends on what you're going to. We've got uh, products out there in the market today that comes in a powder form that you mix with water. You can spray it on. You can do that on decks or on cedar roofs. The best way to do it is when the roof is going on. You have the old uh, wash tub out there filled up with the ingredients, wear rubber gloves, and dip every shingle. Right. It's just that easy. Or talk to Tony, and he'll give you a price on repairing or putting a new roof on with treated shingles. Right, right, right. Okay, I think I'm going to skip the next email and go on to the one after because we're coming up to a break in a couple minutes here. Long-winded one there. Yeah, so we'll go to Barbara in Surrey. I have an area of flooring in the upstairs hallway that creaks or snaps when someone walks on it. It is close to a wall that is common to a bathroom and the hallway. It is worse in the winter when the humidity is low, even though I have a humidifier and try to keep the humidity at an acceptable level. I'm wondering what can be done about this. Well, you know, really, Barbara, uh, flooring is one of those items, again, be it laminate or be it natural wood or be it uh, engineered uh, uh, hardwood flooring and engineered hardwood flooring. Could we, with a plywood or a particle board uh, base with the the real um, hardwood attached to it by means of... uh, gluing or some form of adhesive uh, program that goes along with the brand that you're buying. And uh, when you have wood and then you have plywood or you have particle board, you've got something that's moving. It's moving during the seasons, which you're absolutely correct in your uh, in your comments. Uh, I wish I knew uh, from you uh, as to what moisture levels you consider as uh, acceptable. But uh, let me give it to you this way. If you can maintain on a floor in your home through ventilation, and I'm talking about ventilation, exhaust ventilation, not roof ventilation, exhaust ventilation. And uh, please don't have exhaust ventilation in a bathroom or a kitchen uh, or a laundry room venting up into the roof cavity and uh, no vent to the outside with a gooseneck on the roof. So in your case, a bathroom fan, range hood fan, and a, a, an, an exhaust fan uh, in a laundry room, let them go, let them go, and try to maintain 50% relative humidity. 45, 50, 55, in that 10% uh, level is going to maintain uh, your floor at a no creak. And you'll always find the creek right outside the master bedroom door. Yeah, right. That, get, that gets us guys coming in late at night, you see. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. <laughs> but uh, and when it comes to hardwood and over top of existing floors, it does require that moisture level to maintain status quo. And uh, if it's been installed tight and it expands, you're going to have squeaks. So you may have to get along with uh, the floor if it's one of those that uh, having someone go take a look at it. 
to make sure that it could be uh, possibly could be cut back. Uh, but get yourself a hygrometer, hygrometer and your moisture levels. And uh, new or older home, the older homes are going to be mer- um, well. It's going to be at your at your mercy with an old floor because you don't know if it's a shiplap or plywood in underneath. So uh, the squeaking can stop, but you'll find that you'll get more of them in the winter time when it's cold and dry, or in the summertime when it's hot and dry. It's that dryness that really will throw the loop into it. So you may have to get yourself a humidifier as well. So good luck on that, and we'll take a break here. I believe I'm getting the hand from our operations fellow. He's our fellow companion, Morgan, ready to go rock. We'll go for a break. Don't go away, folks. More home information coming your way right after this. And welcome back, folks, to the AskShell.com show right here on 107.7. And we're answering questions that you've sent into us as listeners uh, to the 107.7 Home Improvement Show. My name is Shell Buzzy, along with my uh, operations manager, and his name is Morgan. And uh, he's the one that receives the emails from you. I do the answering. And, uh, hey, we get all kinds of coming out of uh, the listening audience here at, uh, well, you know, give them the full information. Where can they send them to? How can they send it to me, to you, through the uh, email? All you have to do is go to askshell.com. That's A-S-K-S-H-E-L-L. And become a member of our Ask Shell Club. And then you can send Shell an email at any time of the day, any time of the week. You can include a picture as well. You can also send in a question over Facebook if you would like. Search for Shell Buzzy's House Mart Referral Network. And it is just that easy, Shell. Let's go to, we'll get to some tips next segment, but we'll stick with emails here. This one comes from Gene in South Surrey. What is the standard amount of work time hours to do finishing work in a home? How does the installer price out the work for quote, and what rate range is considered reasonable for the type of work being done? I'm guessing on these, but I'm trying to build a frame of reference. Doors, I'm thinking two hours, pre-hung, installation, casing, trim, level it all up, hardware, casing, and headers. Windows, I was thinking one hour, casing, headers, window, wood liner, and trim around the mold. Crown moldings, time would be based on the number of cuts, and install 50 minutes per 10 feet is what Gene was thinking. Wow, wow, wow. Baseboards, time based on the number of cuts, install 15 minutes per 10 feet. What else is required to achieve the quality and finish of these areas aside from leveling? Do they have to seal any of this and fill any holes where they nail up, or is it glue down? (laughs) Well, Gene... Morgan, that's quite a job. No doubt. That's quite a job. Well read. And uh, that's why we're here on 107.7 FM, folks, every Saturday morning, because of the type of questions that are now coming through the email. And uh, those type of questions that uh, Morgan has read, here's the answer to it. And it's a very simple one. First of all, that's what we've been doing for almost 40 years. That's called a referral network. Mm -hmm. And a referral network is not something that you can just very simply say, I'm going to start a, a referral network. But when you do mention uh, uh, in the actual uh, 
uh, writing of your uh, information that you're requiring that you're really asking how good do you want and how much do I have to pay in order to do a job that I may be wanting to sell to somebody or maybe wanting to do for myself, uh, all these things. So here's what you do, very simply. Buy the material that you want. Start your job when you want, after you've hired the people you want. But don't consider the fact that your new, your new job or your new position is going to be a referral network management or provider because you've got years of information that you would require just to take the criteria that uh, I've worked with for years and I've set up hiring our uh, service people. So what you do, you buy the material, you hire the contractor, and we can provide uh, the contractor, but it'll be from the start to the finish, not individual jobs. Like, for an example, if you're going to do an entire project, then you want an entire project type of uh, management contract, everything in writing, and a company that's going to be able to provide all the services, no matter if you're doing roofing, installing windows, doors, flooring, electrical, plumbing, painting, and I can go on and on and on. But you buy the material, you hire the contractor, or you hire the trademen or the trade women. And I'll tell you, there's lots of ladies out there today in the trades doing this type of work. What you must consider is hiring the person and then watching the quality go into the job, timing the quality of the job, taking into consideration start time, finish time, travel time. All these things will develop your model. And then from your model, you'll have to decide, is this the company that you want to create for yourself or create to do the job for yourself or to be a full-service rendering of home improvement uh, services uh, into the industry? So really, it's, um, it's a big job. But to give you, is a door going to be installed in two hours or windows in an hour? I can't answer that. Every home's going to be different. You're going to have different siding. You could have a brick house. You could have a stucco house. You could have a wood-sided house. You could have aluminum siding. You could have vinyl siding. All these different items are going to be relevant to the model that you create. It's just that easy. Right, and if you're going to get multiple quotes, make sure you're comparing apples to apples. If you got a good quality product on one quote and you're looking for a better quality quote product on another quote, that's why I said you buy the product. Right. You buy the product, and that product is being applied or installed by the people that you're going to be hiring. Good stuff. Next email comes from Craig in Delta. I know the rules have changed over the years about checking for asbestos. So we got an asbestos question. Oh, uh, yes. One. However, here's my question. Our building was built in approximately 1980, and about six years ago, we had a contractor come in to check for asbestos. The reason was we had to rip out the ceiling of the first floor hallways to install new plumbing. He was on council at the time. They came in and took some samples and gave us a certificate saying we were asbestos-free. 
However, a new contractor is now saying they want more checking done as the certificate only says the lobby. Is this legitimate? First, I can't believe the first contractor would only check the lobby when we had to replace the ceiling up and down the halls. And second, if there is no asbestos in that portion of the building, why would other parts of the initial building construction now have to be checked? Thanks, Craig. Well, Craig, this is a good one. This one's actually a biter of mine. It's it's one that uh, uh, I have actually uh, looked at for uh, many, many years. Uh, used to deal very uh, closely with the people that manufacture drywall uh, fillers. Uh, we call them MUDs, filler MUDs. And uh, different applications, uh, different companies, uh, different branding. All these items were uh, uh, products that, uh, over the years, I was associated uh, with in uh, uh, managing projects or using it. And um, all the uh, the different types of products uh, uh, of fillers that um, had quick set uh, material, had uh, different uh, slow set for different uh, patterned uh, uh, drywall uh, texturing on ceilings etc this goes on and on and on now having said all that and also uh, uh, having it read by morgan i just have to ask uh, some of the questions here uh, for you uh, to have you get the answers from whoever you're going to be uh, using uh, down the road to do whatever it is that you're planning on doing and the reason why I'm saying here, you're, you're reading, or I'm sorry, I'm reading your letter. The reason was we had to rip out the ceiling of the first floor hallways to install new plumbing. I was on council at the time. Well, do you, or is there somewhere in your files, the certificate that was received during the time of the repairs that were taking place? And saying it's asbestos free you must have that certificate if you don't have that certificate then i do not doubt or blame um the contractor the new contractor for asking for it and indicating that unless it's available then they're going to have to have it done in the area that uh, is going to require it this uh, second time around now your building complex could have been uh, built in phases. Could have been phases one, two, three, four. And uh, in fact, the condominium that we live in ourselves, there's uh, four phases, and there's four phases, and there's eight buildings. So each phase had two buildings. So all of these things uh, have to be checked. Now, the cost of uh, doing a, a test on asbestos, I think, is what you have to be very cautious of, because I've heard figures. Uh, anywhere from uh, $200 to uh, uh, thousands of dollars. And uh, the average, to my understanding, is around uh, four to $500. Now, incidentally, one of the items that I've found over the years talking to different people that have uh, been receiving uh, quotes on projects, including that of uh, asbestos testing, uh, has been uh, zero to 5% is their... Uh, information that they'll get back from the laboratory okay so from the lab if they're saying there's uh, asbestos zero to five percent that's pretty small potatoes and uh, but on the other hand it is zero to five and zero to five 
Zero sounds great. Five, uh, that's up to who is doing the job and should it or should it not be completed. Keeping in mind as well that the drywall that is damaged, it's not the drywall, it's the mud at the point of the seams. So therefore, four inches on either side of a seam is really where you will have drywall mud and drywall mud having the uh, reinforcing of asbestos within the mud or the filler that was used to uh, finish the joints. Now, having said all that, uh, there's textures finishes on the ceiling that may have it. So I think what you should be doing is uh, having the building uh, tested. Uh, I know the certificate uh, uh, would be uh, something that I would want myself if it was uh, my unit that was the cause for the repairs because I would want to have that uh, in hand for a potential new purchaser down the road. And that becomes something, even if it's a copy to you, because you want to have that in hand. Now, the entire building, uh, six years ago, uh, 1980, and about six years ago, you state that the contractor come in to check for asbestos. Well, you know, you're right on that borderline. And uh, it may uh, check out, but if you don't have that copy, then I simply say, get one. Because, and don't... Uh, be concerned about the cost. That's a very small cost based upon the amount of uh, renovation costs that you're going to be doing uh, anyway. Okay, so uh, it, it's just one of those uh, items that you you got to look at. you got to look at it. When in doubt, don't pout. Let Shell help you out. I'm suggesting do as your contractor requests. Have it in writing. And then from there, you know that you've done it properly. And make sure that your contractor is uh, WorkSafe BC registered, and you can check that on the website uh, of uh, WorkSafe BC. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, not trying to wiggle out, but trying to make sure that you are aware of where your rights are and also where theirs is. I'm getting the hand signal here from Morgan again to take another break, and I think we're going to come back with some tips. Yeah, let's get some tips in next segment, show. All righty. We'll be back, folks, right after this. And welcome back, folks, to the AskShell.com show. That's the show that you've been uh, waiting for for a number of years now here in Greater Vancouver. Well, here we're back on 107.7 FM Pulse Radio out in the Fraser Valley, folks, covering all the way from Chawasson to Ladner to, uh, well, I've listened to the programming on 107.7, all the way up to Harrison Hot Springs. So, all up through the valley. You betcha. So, folks, we promised tips. So, let's get on with the tips. But keep in mind, folks, this radio program, AskShell.com, is brought to you by our friendly Rona Chawasson store. And that's on Canoe Passway, right behind the Chawasson Mills Mall. And uh, owned and operated by Mac Foster Building Materials in Chawasson. And Mac used to be right downtown with the Rona store. Now he's in the brand new shopping center, brand new store, and a huge store that you can drive right into the warehouse. Days that are raining, hey, days that are hot, into the warehouse you go, load, you don't have to be worried about being uh, damp or getting damp or being too warm to load. So that's Mac Foster Building Materials, your local Rona store in Chawasson 
on Canoe Passway, right in behind the Chawasan Mills Mall. And folks, uh, take it from me. Uh, Mac Foster and his family have two stores, one in Chawasan, as I mentioned, and the other in Richmond. And that's the two Rona stores within the tunnel. But now you don't have to go through the tunnel to go to the Richmond store because you have one serving your Surrey, North Delta, Ladner, and South Delta being Chawasan. There you go, folks. Give them a try. I know you'll be more than happy. Morgan, let's get on with some tips here. Yes, uh, the Ask Shell tip of the day. We are posting a new tip each day to AskShell.com. Just search for Shell Buzzy's tip of the day. They're all up there with a written response plus a video so you can visually see the tip. Our first tip of the day, Shell, put your paint tray in a bag. Ha <laughs> yes, that is a real trick. In fact, we had one just the other day that came in uh, asking, any new tips on painting siding? Well, there's uh, always a tip on painting siding, but one of the tips is if you're going to use a roller to apply your stain or uh, paint on the side of your home, just put the tray that you're using into a plastic garbage bag, one of those uh, garbage bags that you find underneath the kitchen counter. Right, they're usually white. white. Yep. yep. Pour your paint into the uh, the pan, and uh, when it comes time to clean, you just take the pan out of the uh, bag and dispose of the bag because it's all water-based uh, materials today, and uh, disposable uh, environmentally friendly garbage bags, kitchen bags, and you're all cleaned up, ready to go. You Clean your brush or your roller, and bingo, bango, it's ready to go. So, you know, painting is something that, uh, be it siding, be it decks, be it whatever, one very important tip, never paint in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Never paint in an open, sunny day. Never stain, never coat anything in the direct sun rays. You do not want to have your paint cure from the outside in. You want it to cure from the inside out. And uh, also, the best time to paint is in the morning hours. So get up early in the morning. And uh, if it is the time of the year that there's a little bit of dew, just take one of the sponge mops and mop up that you do because your paint, again, is water-based. Right. And it could be acrylic. It could be a deck coating, for example. But in any event, paint away, follow the sunshine around your house, paint and coat and seal in the day time where it's nice and cool. And that's the morning hours. And you can do it in the evening as well. Right. But uh, keep the sun off it. I wonder why all those kitchen bags are white when all the other uh, bigger garbage bags are So you see the different colors of your paint, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Next tip of the day. Uh, most people, if they're transporting lumber, are using a truck or something of that nature. But what if you got a car, Shell? Well, for many, many years, being part of the Windsor Plywood Group, uh, it was one of the techniques that we had down pat. And one of the first things that we would train our staff when they were loading cars, uh, no matter if it was pl- plywood or if it was siding or if it was uh, shelving or moldings, whatever the case may be, is how to put it into the automobile where it's not going to be uh, accidentally uh, caught on something and accidentally causing an accident uh, with the 
uh, people on the inside of the vehicle. You do not want to hurt someone uh, by simply putting product in a vehicle facing the wrong way. You don't want it facing. I, I, no kidding, I've seen products recently on top of uh, cars, in windows of cars, out the back of uh, vans, and uh, uh, it just it, it scares me sometimes how people can drive down the street with cyclists and with moldings and shelving sticking out through the window uh, the wrong way. If and you're planning, if you're planning on a project and you're going to use your car or your SUV, whatever you're going to use, for goodness sakes, go to our website, askshell.com, and uh, the tip of the day, just source out the tip of the day and follow down through it, and you'll see one there, Ask Shell's Tip of the Day, Transporting Lumber. And that is going to be the one that I want you to watch because it's so important. You want always the wood facing ahead. For example, you're putting it in through a window. Never, ever put it in the window being a front window or the passenger side. And keeping in mind, the passenger side, you want to be able to at least have a door that will open that you can exit. And uh, it's just safety, folks. But you take any moldings, any shelving, and you put it in the back window, down across the front passenger seat, underneath the dashboard. And if that passenger has to be somewhere else in the vehicle, then the safest spot would be on the other side in the back seat or not there at all. Leave them at home because you don't need that many people in the vehicle to go and pick up materials and certainly don't have children in the car because children tend to grab a hold of things that they shouldn't be. And uh, moldings are one of the things or shelving is one as well. So I'm going to say stop there and say go to our website, askshell.com. Source out the tip of the day and look up transporting lumber in the car. It's just that easy. And make sure it's tied down and have a ribbon on the back. We always did that. At Windsor Plywood, folks, we always did that. I know that Rona uh, does it as well. That's called the service people in the warehouse, and I'm sure that you'll find that at Lowe's and Home Depot and Home Hardware Building Centers and everywhere. Ask for the help. That's why they have the twine there. That's why they have the expertise there. So, Use the services. Don't try to do it yourself. And uh, if you are going to do it yourself, make sure you get a truck and or rooftop carriers where you can tie it down and out of the sight, out of mind. I remember seeing a picture on the news a week or two ago about a guy just had his entire car loaded up with branches and he had it tied around with a garden hose. Yeah. Well, yeah. that fellow this uh, heard on the news, he got fined $2,000. As he should. Yeah, as he should. As he should. Next tip how to repair a chip in your sink well this was uh, one that uh, uh, we put together some time back uh, uh, and it's a video that again you should watch uh, because it's uh, pictures are worth a thousand words the most important thing here is to uh, use the proper material and the proper material that you can buy today at your uh, building supply centers your hardware stores and uh, all these different uh, products that are made for uh, repairing of sinks. But, and I put that big butt in there, there's a lot of uh, chipped sinks, basins, 
that really should never be repaired. There's products like Porsifix, Porsipatch, because they're mentioning one thing, porcelain. And that's what most of the old kitchen and also your sinks in the bathroom or properly uh, worded for the bathroom, a basin. And a porcelain basin, sometimes you're trying to repair a point of rust at the point of where the drain goes through the basin to the outfall drain. And there's no use in trying to repair that. It's just not going to do anything but cost you sweat equity time and uh, the cost of the product you're going to use. So make sure you're not repairing a chip that actually is the bottom part of a very rusty underneath, which you'll see if you take a look on the underside. Take a flashlight, take a look up at the drain point of the outfall of the basin or sink, and you'll see, should I replace the sink or should I not? Or should I repair it? But Porsifix, Porsipatch are the products that you're going to look for. Comes as a kit, comes as everything with sandpaper and the filler and the whole nine yards. So there you go. Excellent. Next tip, how to clean algae off your stucco. Well, that's a very simple one because, as you know, we make a product uh, available to the consumer that has my name on it, Shell Buzzy's Cleaning Formula. And uh, Shell Buzzy's Cleaning Formula, it's... Uh, uh, available at most of it's available to all building supply stores and hardware stores and um, uh, supply centers like your box stores and um, your paint stores for an example that uh, like your Cloverdale paints they have it I know Rona and Tawasson has Rona it. and Tawasson has it so but it's called Chelbuzzy's cleaning formula follow the instructions right on the bottle it's been out there for over 30 years now and uh, it's uh, one of those items that, uh, in fact, uh, do we have the phone number that we can have uh, the folks phone the distributor? Uh, Absolutely. That- it is Brickhouse Distribution. You can ask for Earl, and the phone number is 778-298-8819. That's 778-298-8819, and they can let you know what stores in your area carry uh, the home cleaning formula, as well as CV9 exterior window cleaner, which yes. is a very handy product. No squeegee required whatsoever. Dampen the window, apply the CV9, uh, scrub it with a, a brush on a long handle like a washing or car, and hose it off. Bingo. Clean windows, no squeegeeing, no streaks. It's just that easy. Let's take another break, he says. Well, we'll do that, folks. You're listening to... The radio program that brings all the answers to you, and that is right here on 107.7 Pulse Radio, servicing the greater area of the lower mainland, all the way from the, uh, well, south of the river, all the way to Chilliwack and, uh, well, right to Harrison Hot Springs. And, uh, folks, Pulse Radio, we're on the pulse today, 2K and... Obviously, day after day, right here on the Pulse Radio. So be with us. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this. And welcome back, folks. Shell Buzzy and AskShell.com. You're listening to here on 107.7 uh, FM. And uh, we uh, broadcast every Saturday morning from 8 till 9 here on Pulse Radio and servicing the well, I'd like to say 
Surrey, south of the river, all the way out to Chilliwack, and, uh, uh, well, Harrison Hot Springs, Mission, and Abbotsford, and Aldergrove, and all the Fraser Valley, including Delta, North Delta, Ladner, and Chawasson. And that's where we uh, have got our sponsor located in Chawasson, and that's uh, the Rona Store. And being the Rona store, there's another call coming in there right now, folks. But uh, Rona Tawasson on Canoe Pass Way, right behind Tawasson Mills Mall. Owned and operated by Mac Foster Building Materials. And, folks, the products that we talk about here on the radio, AskShell.com show, you can pick up at your local Rona store in Tawasson and also your Rona store in Richmond, servicing Richmond, Ladner, Chawasson, Delta, all the way through to North Delta, Surrey, and all the way out through the areas of Langley. So, folks, uh, the AskShell.com show is the show that you want to really give a listen every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. until 9 a.m., and as I said before, it is 107.7 Pulse Radio. And we're going to get back to some emails here right now. Okay, show okay. back to the emails. We'll go to Carmelo in Tawasson. I have a metal patio cover on the south side of my house. It's great in the fall, spring, and summer. But in the winter, when it gets cold and the metal roof sweats. Is there anything I can do about this? Someone at Home Depot suggested I spray it with Touch and Foam Professional System 200. Do you think that will work, or do you have a better solution? Thank you. Well, thanks very much, Morgan and Camaro. Uh, uh, that uh, the the actual spray foam is not uh, an easy product to install or apply, and especially to the underside of a uh, aluminum or a metal uh, awning, or uh, one of your uh, uh, patio covers, metal roof. Uh, first, let's talk about what causes the sweating. You have patio doors or you have exit doors, swinging doors, sliding doors, whatever. As soon as those doors are opened, then you're going to get heat from inside the home, carrying moisture, Outside and where's it go? It immediately starts to rise, and it rises right to the point of coming in contact with the underside of your metal roof, of the uh, the awning or the patio cover, and it condenses, so it sweats. Now this will happen even on days that are not freezing outside necessarily, as long as that air that is passing through the area from a window being open, a door being open, or just moist air coming through and now being given dew point to drop its load of moisture in the form of condensation is what your concerns happen to be. Now, to spray the entire underside of a product like Touch and Foam, the uh, professional system, and I think right there, professional system tells you, that is not something for the average DIY or do-it-yourselfer. And certainly the look of it is not going to be consistent with what you have now. Here's an easier way to do it. Velcro. Velcro is 
really a simple product to use. You've got two uh, sides to apply, one that's fluffy, one that's got hooks on it. And you can suit yourself which one is which, but I would be putting the Velcro with the hook side on the underside of a clean uh, roof under area. Okay, so that metal must be clean and dry. Using the Velcro hook material, you don't have to put large pieces on, a couple inches long, but you're going to put the fuzzy side of the Velcro on a product called Reflective Foil Insulation. Brands out there, Reflectex is a big brand that's available pretty well everywhere here in Greater Vancouver. So what you want to do, Reflectex using Velcro, using the hook side on the underside of your, uh, um, you have your roof on the, uh, the cover and the fuzzy side on the foil. And put it up. It'll show as a, a mirror or a shiny surface, which will allow the moist, warmer air to be reflected away, not causing the problem that you're having, the condensation. And come spring, you very simply... Pull it down, roll it up, put an elastic band on it for next year. It's just that easy, folks. And uh, as I say, we have uh, a lot of this type of information available for you. Go to my website, askshell.com. And with that, I give you back to the operations man, Morgan. Absolutely, Shell. And all these email emails we've answered today have come through us to askshell.com. Go check out the website. There's videos. There's articles. You can find a certified home service provider to do anything around your home that you need, a contractor that you can trust that have been checked out by Shell and his comprehensive criteria. So go there, and Shell, I guess uh, we'll talk to you next week. You bet you will. And folks, uh, take it from me. When in doubt, don't pout. Let Shell help you out right here on AskShell.com on 107. Point seven Pulse Radio for today and YTK and uh, every day we got the information coming your way. Until next week, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Love you all. Bye-bye for now.